Doug Tyrrell, History and Comment is available on iTunes. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Tyrrell. This is History and Comment for Tuesday, the 30th day of May, 2023. Focus on the Family featured a timely program on Monday. It featured Heather Gray Blaylock and her book, Faith, Hope, Love, and Deployment. Heather's husband, Major David Gray, was killed in action in Afghanistan in 2012. You can find past radio programs at family.org. One of the local radio stations ran a Paul Harvey broadcast where the noted radio voice took a long look at the 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence, a worthy topic that needs another look, but it's more fitting on the July holiday. After most of a century of trying to get the Jews to become one with the empire, Roman legions siege Jerusalem in 70 AD. England's in an uproar in 1381. That will last until late in the coming fall. Known as the Peasants' Revolt, it was caused by the normal list of issues, taxes and government repression. Joan of Arc is one of those historical characters where we have heard the name, but not the full story. She was a teenager, about 17 years old, during the 100 Years' War between England and France. In that time period, it's very difficult to make a distinction between church and state. The two were greatly entwined. She claimed divine visions to lead the French and lift the English siege. The French king is convinced and allows her to lead a military campaign, which is successful, further cementing her claims. A short time later, she's captured by English forces and is tried. In modern thought, she would have been treated as a prisoner of war. Instead, she is charged with heresy, one, for blasphemy, for wearing men's clothes, and secondly, having demonic visions. Found guilty on both counts by an English-based court, she is burnt at the stake on this day in 1431. She was believed to be just 19 years old. Explorer Hernando de Soto lands in Tampa Bay in 1539. He's looking for gold, preferably shiploads of the precious metal. Despite what evidence he may have thought he had, the geology of the region is not consistent with where large deposits are found. Gold and most precious metals are found in and near mountains that have granite and quartz rocks. Estimates that are on the order of 200,000 tons of the metal have been mined during man's history, and it's getting harder to find. Geologists also speculate that the core of the earth is largely metallic, and there might be enough gold in deeper layers to cover earth's surface with 12 feet of the metal, making it more common than good topsoil. Dueling with actual pistols was a thing of honor in previous centuries, Now, for one, the pistols of the day were far from accurate, and most of the time the participants would not aim to kill. Other times, they did. There were a few duels among notable political figures in the colonial period. In 1806, future President Andrew Jackson kills Charles Dickinson in a duel. The story is quite lengthy and includes several newspaper articles written in published letters The original offense was the two parties were racing horses, and Dickinson had withdrawn a horse and paid a forfeit fee. At the time, dueling was illegal in Tennessee, and the two parties had traveled from Nashville to a town across 
the Kentucky border. Dickinson fired first, wounding Jackson, but Jackson returned fire and struck a mortal wound. In the rules of dueling, it was honorable to show up, draw pistols, and fire in the air, or simply wound your opponent. But it was also within the rules to take careful aim for a fatal shot. The rubber fire hose is patented in 1821. Prior to this, leather was a common material. While effective in the short term, leather is not durable over a long period of time and requires a lot of stitching and piecing. It's very hard to get a piece of leather that's much longer than six or seven feet. While there have been a number of materials tried, today a woven jacket with a watertight liner, usually rubber, is the most common. The thin rubber liner holds the water and the jacket protects and adds strength. The political issue in the 1850s was slavery. A second issue was how far and fast should the U.S. push to organize western territories. There were two political parties active in the 1830s to the late 1850s. Southern Democrats, which are a direct and consistent line to the same party today, and the Whigs, which were more hands-off and mixed on the slavery issue. The Kansas-Nebraska Act becomes law on this day in 1854, establishing the two territories. Prior to this law, new territories would either be free or slave, depending on if they were north or south of a specific line. The Kansas-Nebraska Act sets a new pattern by allowing new territories to decide for themselves. It is also the end of the Whig Party. The strongly anti-slavery Republican Party will form in the backlash. The act will also result in much fighting between factions trying to swing Kansas. Say what you want to, humans, when confronted with fear or great peril, will devolve into animal behavior quite quickly and fully. In 1883, the Brooklyn Bridge had been open to traffic for just six days. One report claims a woman fell down an approach on the Brooklyn side, and another attributes it to a rumor of a collapse of the structure. Either way, a panic ensues, and there is a human stampede, killing 12 people. Stability remained a concern in the public's mind. The next spring, circus personality P.T. Barnum led a parade of 12 elephants across the bridge, demonstrating its safety. There are a lot of what-ifs and assumptions, but that's about 900 people in weight. Milton Hershey of chocolate fame really tried to do things for his employees. In 1906, Hershey Park is opened for the exclusive use of his employees. In the first years, it featured open land and baseball games. Rides were added along the way, first a merry-go-round and a miniature railroad in 1910. 1971 will be a major turning point when the theme park idea is fully implemented. Maybe the best maybe the best known voice actor of all time, Mel Blanc is born in 1908. Blanc in his lifetime was known as the man of a thousand voices. Watching television interviews where he gave samples of his voice catalog show how close some of the voices were to each other. The visual element was very important. He was best known for his work with Warner Brothers cartoons and specifically Bugs Bunny. Lots of Indy 500 history on the 30th day of May. The first race is held in 1911. Ray Heron is the winner with an average speed 
of 74.602 miles per hour. At that speed, the race took 6 hours and 42 minutes. Sunday's winner, Yosef Newgarden, ran an average speed of 168.193 miles per hour. The chance four-time winner Helio Castroneves will make it five has nearly vanished. He finished 15th, but on the lead lap. It's a tough task to bring all the elements together to cross the finish line first. A red flag with four laps to go, a restart under yellow, and a single lap, essentially a two-and-a-half-mile sprint to the finish line, have drawn some comments in both directions. The idea is the race needs to finish under a green flag, as opposed to a restricted yellow. Another event that is drawing strong opinions, the singer Jewel sang the national anthem, accompanied with her guitar. The version was homey and slightly off the normal tune. Some are saying it was a travesty and others are not offended. I watched a recording, certainly was not the worst version I have heard or seen, and I have trouble calling it disrespectful. The national anthem is written in a way that makes it very difficult to sing. I fail to see how making slight adaptations are disrespectful. Roseanne Barr has set that standard fairly low. And if you're not familiar, look up the Jimi Hendrix Woodstock version. Restaurateur Bob Evans is born in southeastern Ohio in 1918. The Lincoln Memorial is dedicated in 1922. The Tomb of the Unknown Soldier is considered the most sacred ground in the United States, symbolizing the thousands of American soldiers who never made it home and whose bodies were never identified. It was a significant issue as far back as the Civil War, when soldiers fashioned crude dog tags. In 1958, the remains of two servicemen, one from World War II and one from Korea, were added to the memorial originally dedicated in 1921, to honor unknowns from World War I. Currently, the military collects fingerprint data regularly and also stores DNA samples. In the future, unknowns should be a thing of the past. And sometimes, unknown remains can be linked today to living relatives. Kevin Eastman, author and co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, is 61 today. Singer Winona Judd is 59. Mark Levin broadcast an interview this weekend with President Trump discussing the president's upcoming book that will be out this week called Letters to Trump. It chronicles his relationship with a wide swath of well-known people from American society and beyond. It will be self-published and available at 45books.com. With a $99 price tag, the photo book is not cheap. And for an additional $300, you can get it signed. No matter what you think of his policies or demeanor, Donald Trump is quite articulate and excellent at marketing. That's history and comment for the 30th day of May. I'm Doug Tyrrell. Now go do something worth remembering. <laughs>